yeah. someone just got hit by a car, flew 20 feet, landed head first with a bike on top of them. But, you know, I, I, that that was actually, again, that was part of my healing process. In February oh, 19th of this year was when it happened and the world shut down. I couldn't have a doctor or nothing or physiotherapy or massage therapists or nothing. I had, like, absolutely nothing through that. So I had to go back to my roots of really, like, doing what I teach everybody, which is how to heal yourself, how to actually shift your DNA, how to actually heal yourself with different herbs and medicines and like everything so i was quite literally practicing what i preached to everybody for so long because i had to the whole world shut down and i had to heal myself i had no choice i came up here onto alert bay which is a tiny little island it's three miles long one mile wide i got quarantined for two and a half months i wasn't allowed to leave the island and then I, I actually went and I jumped in the ocean. And that was how I got rid of all the pain and all the swelling and the concussion and everything else. So, well, I didn't quite get rid of it, but I definitely made it way, way less than what it was that I couldn't even move. It was so painful. I, I would, couldn't even move around because it hurt to move. Because my whole body was in shock from getting hit by a car, right? So jumping into the ocean, I took like, some of my uh, native teachings, which the, the natives up here, they actually use cold for healing, right? Most white people, they think, oh, native sweat lodge, right? First thing they think of when they think of a native, no, 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 there was not a sweat lodge here, ever. We used the cold for healing, right? We jumped into the ocean, we used the cold for healing, and it does a fantastic job. There's a glacier-fed lake and river right across the way from us. It's all coming from like glaciers. That's what they use the cold. So I use all that, and I use some stretches some meditations some diet plans because i know a lot about the body and i actually at first as soon as i found out the world was shutting down i did five day water only fast which got my body ready to clean out all the junk out of it and i created some stem cells within my own body to start healing right and then i did some neuro-linguistic programming because i had to overcome ptsd a little bit after this accident i was tensing my whole body would tense up after a car would go by i'd be like and i was like oh Damn, now I gotta deal with this. Oh, and it took me a little while to actually deal with it. But like I got rid of the retention response from being knowing how to do neuro-linguistic programming. Right. And if I didn't know how to do that, I might still be tensing up or every time a car came behind me. So there's a lot of different responses that we have that happen within our body, within our mind, the physiological responses based on things that happen to us, right? And it's fun to be able to play with those things. Mm. Like last Christmas, you know, I decided that I was going to play with, uh, I wasn't going to drink anything. I was going to remove the inspiration to even have a drink. So what I did was I actually completely deleted the enjoyment of alcohol from my subconscious experience, right? I started to associate it with something negative. I started to associate it with being hung over and being sick and being, you know, like dead, like all my family and everything else and all that energy that was there. And I went out to one Christmas party in Victoria and then I got invited to six Christmas parties before Christmas had even started. And due to the nature of what I do, people were like, oh, hey, you need to come over here. You need to. So I was going to six different Christmas parties. Everybody was, you know, a lot of people were drinking and everything else. I didn't touch a single drop. I didn't even have a desire to. I didn't even want to. I mean, I let people do their own thing, but I had no desire to. I felt great. There's so many different ways to look at that, look at thoughts and um, addiction, and what what are we in control of and what's controlling us. 
And there's, yeah, again, you brought up so many uh, good points. I do, I've just did um, two, a 36 hour fast uh, two weeks ago and a 36 hour fast the week before. And uh, amazing, it increases your human growth hormone for men 2000%. Why I want to tie that in is to say it's that self mastery, that kind of level. They said that there's a quote, I can't remember who it's from, saying, whoever learns to control their hunger is, is like a, a really big, you know point of self-mastery right when you can control that desire to eat mm. and ever since those fasts i choose when i eat i don't have to eat a thing i noticed is when you remove something like mm. something that we do with nlp is we acknowledge that whatever habit addiction or anything else whatever it is served a purpose mm. it served a purpose it does it always 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 serves a purpose like smoking you have a smoke you unwind you relax drinking have a drink, you unwind, relax. And when you take those out of the equation, all of a sudden you're not unwinding and relaxing. And so yes. you got to find another way to unwind and relax. Yes, yeah. And, and, like I figured that out pretty early on in the game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's exactly. They say that nature abhors a void. So nature will always fill it in. And I just want to tie that into what you said um, before, earlier when you were talking about uh, which was really great about saying, you know, those af kind of af affirmative affirmations or affirmative things to yourself. And I did a video called that called um, Pets Over Ants, Positive Empowering Thoughts Over Automatic Negative Thoughts. So if you don't put the positive, it, your mind would just fills in the negative. It just because it can't be a void. It can't be nothing. So like you're saying, there was a good friend of mine yeah. and he quit smoking and he plays guitar instead. So after dinner, instead of going for a sit, he's just been playing guitar and he's been getting great at guitar. So fill that, right? That yeah, exactly. Addictions can be good addictions or bad addictions, right? So I think finding healthy addictions, like it, 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 we're habitual creatures, back to kind of what you were talking about, ship, right? So strategies, habits. Yeah. So those those habits, when you start making those habits, they just become habits. So now instead of having um you know let's say a little bit and i don't have this often but i would have like let's say some chips with dip so instead of chips i just replace them with carrots or cucumbers right i still have the dip which is the greatest thing for you but and now it's just carrots but it's now it's just that's what i do now you know so it just became an easy an easy thing to, to flip right small adjustments bad habits are basically like little evil elementals or like smoke, smoke, smoke or whatever, right? Trying to tie this into another conversation we had just before is a social media, which like pick up your phone, get that like, get that thumbs up, like, and, and which again, it releases those endorphins and those chemicals into your brain. So what kind of, it's, that's another form, social media is another form of addiction, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I use it to make a living. And I actually talk to people on social media and that's, I get paid to be me, right? You know, and I get paid to talk to people like meeting you and meeting a bunch of different various people. So for me, it's like, it's more like my business, it's my work. It was a little bit of a mix at first, but then I decided, well, you know, like I'm already talking to all these people anyways. And I started taking on clients all over the world, you know? I found out that there were places in the world that I had no idea there even were until I started working with people. I heard you say this on a video, and it's an analogy I love to use myself as the hammer, right? And you, it's, it's what you use it for, right? So you're yeah. using social media and these platforms like 
I'm doing, you're doing your thing, I'm doing my thing, is to help people and to awaken people and, and make them live, be kinder to each other, more empathetic, uh, live with less, less suffering, live in higher vibration, choose love over fear when making decisions. That's what I'm using it for. And you're using it for, as you, you say with the hammer analogy, you're using it to, to construct, to build, to build homes, to build amazing things, to build relationships, to build people's yes. strength. And that's an amazing way to use it. And that's good. But unfortunately, that hammer is also, um, you know, can be used the other way, right? To, to, to just smash things and destroy stuff. And, you know, there's so everything has two sides. And, you know, actually, you know, let's, as I want you to tell that story, because it's just amazing the way you tell it, is uh, the wolf, if you don't mind telling the wolf story, because of the yin and yang and that kind of, you know, two sides. Everything has two sides to it. Yeah, absolutely. Everything does. Like every every being, every person, every thing. And yeah, there's like like the story like you actually heard in there. There's the actual original story of it was that the the new age story is oh, there's the white wolf and the black wolf, and you know whichever one you feed wins. And that's it. They leave it at that. That's it. They don't tell you. But the real story of it started with a young man going to ask his, like a young Cherokee man going to ask his grandfather, and he asked, Grandpa, what does this mean, like, going on within me? What's happening? Like, I feel all these feelings of it's good and it's bad, and it's just like I want to hurt somebody, and I want to love somebody, and I don't know what to do with it. The father, the grandfather started mentioning, he's like, within each of us, there is a black wolf and a white wolf. Each of them is a part of us and each of them has their own place within our life within our existence and we need to feed and nurture each one of them because both of them have a place and a purpose the white wolf is full of love and compassion and caring and ambition and all the good things that you would imagine a white loving light be like and the black wolf it's more about protection it's more about fighting it's more about not taking shit from people it's about fighting for your rights fighting for your standing in the ground and actually having the courage to just be like huh no you're not going to take me down kind of like that thing about saying you know form your own opinion of yourself and don't let anybody else tell you any else that's what the black wolf is about and if you feed one wolf or the other more, the other one's going to come back with a vengeance and it's going to come back and it's going to come back with a huge vengeance like it's going to be starving and it's still going to be a part of you no matter what. But if you starve it out, it's going to come back with a vengeance at some point and it's going to just snap out of desperation for survival because it is a part of you. So it's best to nurture both parts of yourself because they're both going to be needed at certain times in your life. Certain times in your life, you might need to protect your family. You know, I think that's the problem with a lot of people nowadays is they nurture only the white wolf. They don't nurture the black wolf. They don't acknowledge their shadow self. They don't acknowledge the fact that that's a part of them. They need to basically nurture. They need to take care of because it is a part of them as much as the white part. It's not all about, hey, let's make peace. You know, sometimes you got to fight too. Sometimes you got to know when to fight. Yeah. Okay. Nice, man. Thanks. Yeah. I, I completely agree. You has to be, there's always going to be, um, 
yeah, the yin and yang is always going to be a bit of one and the other. And then it's the world of this. It's, it's true in this world, right? It's the world of opposites. There has to be one to be the other male, female, dark, light, up, down. There has to be one to be the other. Maybe that could be true. The white wolf can only exist in another realm, but not in earth realm, right? Or in our 3d existence world, that's always going to have both of it. And then uh, the one thing I like too, and I, I think I've heard you mention this is that, or from one of your posts, and I always think of that is that an entirely dark room, it takes just one match, right? Just a little bit of light and that darkness is, you know, gone, right? Now you can actually see in, in that room and how powerful uh, the light is. Yeah. You have such a, um, a huge amount of tools um, that you use to help people. I was wondering if you could just share maybe one tool that people could use or focus on that could help them. There's like literally thousands of different little tools in which you could use. But one of them that I like to do to kind of explain a little bit about what NLP is and to help you forgive some people and kind of let go of some energies that might be existing in there. And to really kind of show kind of a little bit about what NLP is. I could go on to the blue in the face explaining to you what NLP is, but you would never really grasp it unless I show it to you. Right. So I'm going to do this one little exercise. And this, this exercise, I mix and match with a bunch of different things. But so like this particular exercise, it's going to be visualizing the person that you don't like and then the person that you do like, opening and closing your eyes a couple of times, having sort of like a graph, you know, graph paper, sort of like little graphs all over the place and placing one of them down low, placing one of them up high. And then I'm going to kind of show you with the power of that. With uh, this, and it leads to a visualization. So I'll just, uh, what you do is just close your eyes. Closing your eyes, just imagining somebody that you really don't like, somebody that makes you feel uncomfortable, uneasy, maybe a little bit kind of clenched up in your heart center, and you're just like, like, you just kind of avoid that person so that you don't like it. As you're visioning that person, thinking about that person, imagine the feelings. Imagining the colors, if there's any colors, noticing the sounds, if there's any sounds. Go ahead and open your eyes. <laughs> Close your eyes. Now imagining a graph, it's called breaking state. Imagining a graph in front of your face. Go ahead and reach out, imagine yourself grabbing them and place them somewhere on that graph, probably down on the very bottom, far bottom corner because you don't think very highly of them. So go ahead and throw them on the bottom corner of that graph. Open your eyes. Close your eyes. Now I want you to imagine somebody that you absolutely love and adore to death. Somebody that you think the world of. Somebody that just makes your heart sing when you think of them. Somebody that makes you feel amazing. Whether it be in love, whether it be you feel loved, you feel appreciated, you feel like they are just amazing in every way. Noticing the colors that are associated with them, the sounds that are associated with them and the feelings that are associated with them. Opening your eyes, closing your eyes. Now imagine grabbing a hold of them and placing them somewhere on that graph too, probably in the opposite corner on the top, far opposite corner of the other person. So go ahead and place them in the top, far opposite corner of the other person. And open your eyes, close your eyes. 
Now imagining yourself reaching out and grabbing a hold of the person down below at the very bottom corner of thing, just grabbing a hold of them and slowly starting to move them up and over and over towards the other corner. You slowly start to move them up. You actually feel a little bit of energy kind of mixing, moving, twisting, turning, coming closer, getting to know one another. All of a sudden, my head's touching the toe. You can feel it coming through. You're still moving it up, still moving it up until the head's touching the waist, moving it up and up and up until it's into place and their energies are the same. And as you move them into place and make them of the same energy, they barter and they're wrecking with one another and they become one. And whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes. Now, how do you feel about that person? Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I could see the energies. Well, one, now it's not separate. The emotion is uh, high, high emotion, high, high vibrational emotions. Exactly. See that one? That is something that I work with with people is called forgiveness. That's mm -hmm. one exercise I do for forgiveness, which is a really, really, really important one for people to do. Really important for people to do yes. to forgive others because if we're holding on to that negative vibration towards anybody, towards anything, it's going to come back at us because we're feeling and we're thinking and we're vibrating on that frequency. So forgiveness, they may not deserve to be forgiven, but you deserve to be helped. Forgiveness is not about them. Forgiveness is about you. If you hold on to the bitterness and the everything else, it's like drinking a cup of poison and hoping someone else dies from it. Yeah. Probably heard that saying. Before. I did. It's a great, it's a great, it's a great quote. It's the best way to put it. It's a great quote. I know that they did a study too on um, monks and uh, their different um, mentality. And the biggest difference they said from a monk that's, that meditates for many years and somebody, the average person was forgiveness, their capacity for forgiveness, that part in their brain and how they studied it it was for forgiveness and i, I remember seeing yeah, yeah to the um the impact um it has so i, I talk a lot about that if, of forgiving there's i split it into two is forgiving others and forgiving yourself sometimes mm -hmm. i think it's, it's difficult as well it's very challenging to forgive yourself for certain things you know for certain actions or certain certain things uh, you know can be equally challenging it can be. Yeah, it's absolutely right. Sometimes we go through different things within our lives and we think, you know, we did this or that, or da, da, da. and we can just go on forever about what we think about ourselves. But really, the, the truth is, is that we have to actually be kind to ourselves. We actually have to love ourselves. And the number one rule is to believe in ourselves hmm. and to feel good as often as we can. Because in believing in ourselves and feeling good as often as we can, we're bringing ourselves to a next level, right? The thoughts and the feelings of feeling good and believing in ourselves, we all of a sudden believe that we're worthy of that love. We believe that we're worthy of that job. We believe we're worthy of that raise. And if you don't believe that you're worthy, you can never go after it. Absolutely. Well said. Um, so listen, Brady, I don't want to take too much 
more of your time. There's a million more questions I have. So I'll save that maybe for another day. Is there anything else you wanted to, uh, something maybe people don't often ask you that you wanted to share with, uh, with the audience? Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things that I could share, to be honest with you. There's so much different things and so little time. Usually, like, uh, I really like to teach people about uh, their own innate ability to really take control of their life, you know. I think that's probably one of the biggest things that people don't actually realize is how much of that power we actually have. And they go ahead and they give away all the power to everybody else. Nice. It's true. I think that the, that exercise that I gave you there about the forgiveness thing, it's probably one of the biggest biggest exercises to really getting rid of some of the negative energy around everything because if you can let go of that stuff and not hold on to that energy you're not going to attract more of it for instance we all know at least one person that fits this example of they hate the opposite sex and they list off all the reasons why they hate the opposite sex and then they'll find somebody who's the perfect partner they're so sweet and everything else and then two months later they're that exact person that they just described hating Yes. Right? And it's because they got into alignment with that energy. They aligned with coming into that relationship. And so they ended up dating same guy or same girl, just a different name in a different place. Exactly the same personality, exactly the same everything. Because they kept resonating on that level of being like, I don't want to put up with men or women or get treated like this again because they're all pieces of shit and they're all this and they're all that and they're all da 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 They don't realize that it's their own self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Self-fulfilling journey that they're going on and they're pulling it in again and again and again and again and again. And I know they're saying, I don't want this and I don't want that. But one of the things I teach people is like, if you're going to go out there and say, I don't want somebody who cheats, I don't want somebody who's an alcoholic, I don't want somebody who's an asshole, you're going to get somebody who cheats, who's an alcoholic, and who's an asshole. Yeah. Because the universe doesn't hear the donut, it just hears what you're concentrating on. And it tries to give you that. Yes. I, I couldn't agree more. It's like, don't think of an elephant, right? You have to think of an elephant. To, it, we, I completely agree. And that's why I sent you a copy of, of my book. And that's something that I try to tell people. Is I only try to use positive words and I negate positive words. So I don't you try not to use any negative words at all. So I just say like, yeah. like unhappy is fine because you got to think of like happy, you know, like yeah. un, unhappy. So I try to just change my vocabulary. And I think the, the English language is very, very flawed. Yeah, it is. Like that's that's a huge thing with NLP too. Is language is huge because the way you speak about something completely changes the whole emotion around it. Yes. Like people talk about their problems. I got this is such a huge problem. This is such a problem. Oh my god, this problem. I can't overcome this problem. Blah blah blah. Problem. Problem. Hard. Problem. It's hard. It's problem. It's hard. And so they just use the word hard and problem to describe everything that they're going through. You know, instead of being like changing that one word problem with challenge. Yes. Yes. Nobody likes a problem. Everybody loves a challenge. So you change that one word, the whole entire energy around it changes. Yes. Yes. Very cool. I completely agree. 
is that that perception, those small things, those small differences in the way that you that you look at it, that you set your mind to that thing. Like it's going to be challenging. It's going to be fun. Or you say it's going to be a, this is going to be a tough day. It's going to be horrible or this or that. It's yeah. those differences. Mm-hmm. And you're saying it's how you, your self-talk, I think is so huge. Exactly. How you speak to yourself in your, in your own mind. And, you know, I think there's a lot of, I think there's could be, you know, a lot of changes of, of on language that would, I think there's a lot of things that become normal as self-sabotage, um, you know, and, and if we kind of change the way that we speak in our... Uh, you know, something, for instance, here's something that I actually use with a lot of people, because a lot of people have this little negative critical voice going on there, like, oh, you're stupid, you're an idiot, you're a moron, you can't do it, you can't do this, you can't do that, blah, 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 blah. One of the NLP tricks and techniques that I use all the time is to turn that voice into an animated voice, make it sound like Mickey Mouse, Hey, you can't do it, you know, Pluto, and then make it sound just like Mickey Mouse. And make it sound as if Mickey Mouse is talking to you, telling you all these things, you know, make it sound ridiculous. And just in doing that, you're now listening to a different voice, and you're like, oh, I can't take this seriously. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. man. I love it. I love it. All right, cool, man. Listen, on that happy note, uh, thank you so much, Brady, for for taking the time, man. I really, really appreciate it. And I'll say, I, I saw a couple of your posts, and as the more I, I dug in, I could see like you're the real deal, and that's so refreshing to see because there's a lot of people that have post, repost, share, and and it's one thing to know it or to read it; it's another to live it, breathe it, be it. Yeah. Uh, you know, as you said, you got into your own challenges. You made it through, man. You're like living proof of it. And, and you know, you, you, you walk the walk, you talk the talk. And, and I love it, bro. I love it. It's uh, very yes. cool. Very cool, man. So, uh, yeah, man, listen, on that note, I'll uh, I wish you a uh, successful and peaceful mind and invite you to come back uh, in the future 100% to do, do another talk. Yeah, if everybody feels like reaching out to me, I'm Matrixology Coach on Instagram or Brady Clifton Bennett on Facebook. Okay, yeah, I was awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I'm gonna put uh, underneath this clip. I'm gonna put the uh, it's gonna be the tags into uh, your your website and your Facebook and your Instagram. And I, I'm sure that a lot of people. I mean, I want to reach out, and I'm done like here, and I, I want to reach out after this. So I'm sure many the listener will want to reach out as well get your get your insight get your help so i mean as i saying it's a journey man and you need people to help you you need a coach to help you every every great athlete you know has a coach coaches several right yeah. you know absolutely it's so, always a good thing to do in any aspect of life you know if you're leveling up you're gonna need yeah. somebody who's already up there to help kind of pull the belief up there absolutely absolutely point in being yeah cool man okay bud so listen i wish you a terrific evening thanks a million appreciate it we'll keep keep sharing yes. those wonderful posts and uh we'll talk super soon yeah it's been great all right bud okay ciao man thanks